Hi, I'm Patricia Marshall Harris, the host of Dishing with Patricia. May is designated as Mental Health Awareness Month. I've decided to focus on the growing crises called mental health with a month-long series. We're going to have various mental health professionals as my featured guests to dish on the seriousness of mental health. Welcome back to Dishing with Patricia. My guest today is Dr. Richard Snyder. Dr. Snyder is the VP of Facilitated Health Network for Independence Blue Cross. Dr. Snyder has been my guest in the past, but this is a special series that Dishing with Patricia is going to feature for Mental Health Month. And I wanted the perspective of how the insurance companies is dealing with mental health to help their associates, their members, just in general, because Independence Blue Cross is a large employer for the Philadelphia area, and I know that they are concerned about our communities. Dr. Snyder, thank you for coming on. Thank and happy you. birthday. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, it's my birthday. Um, by now, everybody in the room is like, okay, we've heard it's your birthday, so can you get over it? So now I'm over it, and now it's time to get down to business about mental health. That's right. What is going on? Well, it's, it's interesting because I believe that mental health has always been a kind of integrated and critical part of uh, whole person health. Um, and what I mean by that is there, there's sort of three aspects to your, to your life. One is the physical health, one is the mental health, and then there's the sort of e the social environment that you live in and work in. And they all are, they influence each other. And for so, so long, we have treated mental health as sort of the stepchild of, of health. Uh, ignored it, uh, there's been, uh, uh, you know, in, in health insurance, since we're talking about health insurance, um, it's, it's also been sort of a stepchild in that health insurance companies typically did not focus on behavioral health or mental health like they do on physical health. Good. Heart attacks, obvious. Patients down, you call the ambulance, a lot of things happen in a hurry. With mental health, it's a little less obvious. Uh, someone who's hurting may not be uh, you know, visible to their friends or family as, as hurting, and therefore they may not get help in the same way or at the same speed as someone who's uh, got a physical health problem. So what has happened? Interesting. Um, during the pandemic, we have seen a virtual doubling of the, of the number of patients who suffer from mental health diagnoses. Uh, the 2021 U.S. government statistics suggest that you know, one in four to one in five people have a mental health diagnosis. Why is that? Because so many stressors got worse Correct. during the pandemic and we became isolated from each other. Yeah. So the support systems that traditionally were there to help you uh, were gone. Right. And uh, it just exacerbated things. To complicate it, uh, substance use disorders became more prevalent as well uh, as people substituted right. alcohol or, or, or drugs for, um, for the interactions that they had socially or in the workplace in the right. past. So um, we have seen a rise in not only the prevalence of these diagnoses, 
But I think the really good part of it is a greater willingness of people to open, to open up and talk about it. The reason why I'm, I've chosen to talk about mental health in my platform is that it has touched our family. So it's important to me that we discuss this, but it's also important to hear perspective from the insurance company because I'm finding when I was maneuvering this with for my family member that insurance is an issue. So how is the insurance companies addressing this that's making it easier for you to obtain the help that you need? What are you going to do yeah. to help me? <clears throat> so. I mentioned at the beginning that uh, behavioral health is all, and mental health and substance use disorder have always been treated uh, almost as a secondary part of the insurance product. Um, a lot of insurance companies have carved out, meaning they hand off responsibility for building networks, for paying claims, for customer service to an outside company that is expert in, in managing mental health disorders. Um, the, the trend now is we realize that we have a crisis yes. and we need to get control of it. There's, there are a number of things that we're focused on. One, we realize that there just aren't enough behavioral health providers to deal with all the people who have a, a diagnosis, who suffer from mental health illness. And so uh, we are focusing on trying to grow the number of providers and to grow the kinds of tools that can help people. Because on a continuum, you know, there aren't too many people, maybe uh, somewhere between one and four percent of the population, that is uh, what we call seriously mentally ill, uh, to the point that they are both uh, very debilitated in their day-to-day -day lives and very costly for an insurance company. Uh, and in that population health pyramid at the bottom, you have a lot of worried well people, and somewhere in between, there's pretty large numbers of people with mild and moderate depression, anxiety, eating disorders, on and on and Medication on. Medication and therapy could assist so in that. It, yeah, in, in a world where we don't have enough therapists, right. we need to look to alternatives. And uh, Independence, as an example, has focused on building out an ecosystem of services that include psychiatrists, psychologists, therapists, support uh, staff, um, and even with all the people in this community providing care for those with mental health issues, there aren't enough. So we also need tools, and there are tools that are effective. Uh, some people prefer to do things virtually, so telemedicine has become extremely popular in mental health. That's good. You know, close to half of the services now are, per are performed virtually through telemedicine. In mental health? In mental health, okay. yes, yes. Uh, and increasingly in substance use disorders as well. There's a, a virtual uh, industry coming, growing. Um, in addition to that, there are evidence-based effective treatments that are computerized. We call it computerized cognitive behavioral therapy where you get online and for depression, for anxiety, for sleeping disorders, they are very effective for those who have mild to moderate treatments. So when we don't have enough therapists, sometimes the computer is an alternative. And you guess what? The millennials and the Gen Zers oftentimes prefer that virtual or, or asynchronous kind of uh, treatment where they can do it at their own leisure. But this is AI 
in incorporating dealing it's with educational, this. interactive, Inter educational, cognitive behavioral therapy. So what about the HIPAA aspect of that? Well, we have, we have the same issues, whether you're sitting on a sofa talking to a psychiatrist or you're interacting in telemedicine with, with a therapist, which could be recorded or elements of it will be, get, will be documented in your electronic medical record. And, and then with digital tools, you have the same concerns, okay. right? right. Uh, in, and so states often have, and Pennsylvania historically has had more restrictive okay. uh, laws and, and regulations around what information can be shared. Okay. Uh, for example, we as an insurer can have access to certain information in a person's record in order to pay their bills. Of course. Um, and but not the whole record. Right, right. Similarly, a behavioral health provider to whom you're opening up and sharing your deepest thoughts right. is not permitted to share all of that okay. information with yes. your primary care physician, right? Yes. Um, but it is important, I think, to recognize that equitable whole person health means that information needs to be shared. I, I agree with you. I just want to, just want to, I don't want people to hold that as a deterrent. If you think about it, the medications that we now use to treat mental health disorders, they're both very effective and they can have some very serious side effects if taken with other medications that your primary care physician or cardiologist or pulmonologist are prescribing. So it is important that some information be shared between the doctors that are taking and the therapists that are taking care of you, because the last thing you want to do is have a have a complicated uh, medical history or a medical journey because of medications that you're taking that your psychiatrist has not told your physical health provider. Right. And, and it, it causes problems I for you. I understand. I don't so. want to take you off the mark. I was just concerned no, no, about it's, that because the society that we live in it could cause people some issues that unwarranted. And with, with everything we're hearing around information sharing and the recent uh, discussions around TikTok and other applications and how the information is stored and protected and so forth, mm -hmm. it, it is an important issue. But there are also regulations that prevent uh, and would punish employers who penalize employees who have mental health disorders. That's so good that's know. good. That's good to know. Yeah. So I, if I have independence, if I have Blue Cross as my um, insurance provider, tell me what do I need to do to get some help? The easiest and most direct way to get it would be to use the number on the back of your card that's listed as a behavioral health number, telephone number, and that goes to our customer service area which has a clinical triage unit in it now that will help you based on the urgency of your need. Correct. Uh, if it's a crisis, they'll help you get connected to crisis services. If you're looking for a specific kind of provider, they'll help you and can even do warm transfers to the provider office or even get help you to get an appointment. And the, the way we've handled this. Is this new? Is it's this new. new. It is new. Okay. Yeah. It's new. It's new. And the, the reason we, we have set things up a little differently is we recognize it wasn't working. So we have partnered with a platform company that connects physical health providers 
and behavioral health providers so they can share information, to your point, in a HIPAA compliant way with each other to take better care of patients. And the platform also is, is accessible to our members. In your physician's office, you may see a sheet of paper that has a QR code on it that you can use your phone to get directly into the platform and access services. Or you can talk to one of our uh, clinical triage team or a case manager at Independence Blue Cross simply by calling one of the two numbers on the back of your card. Um, and they will help you to find the kind of person for the kind of diagnosis that you think you have. Um, so personal preferences play into that and they'll help you. You keep saying behavioral health. Please explain to my audience that because mental health, behavioral health, they're like, okay, which one do I have? So to the layman person, yeah. they don't know that there is, explain it, because this yeah, is, no. please. Really good, good uh, question. And behavioral health is a term that we often as clinicians refer to as kind of the umbrella of everything that's uh, not physical health. And so it includes uh, it includes mental health, so depression, anxiety, eating disorders, um, that sort of thing, but it also includes substance use disorders, which could include alcohol and drugs. Um, so the whole array, the range of disorders, we roll, roll up to behavioral behavior, health. Not the other way around. Not the other way around. Mental health typically is defined as, as uh, you know, the depression, anxiety, okay. eating disorder, okay. uh, schizophrenia, okay. bipolar disorder, uh, obsessive compulsive disorder. Loosely, they're, they're uh, characterized as mental health disorders. And substance use disorders are a separate category managed by a different kind of provider most of the time. Right. Um, and in a different way. So the tree is behavioral, and then you have different limbs. And the fruits on the tree Exa are these other things. That's, That's good right. to know because yeah. I, there is some confusion. Right. You say, okay, do I have mental health or do I have behavioral health? But Independence Blue Cross has taken this on because we know that it's necessary. Right. What we've put together is a, <clears throat> with a company called Quartet Health, um, that we have invested significant effort and, and, and dollars into, we've built out a platform that technically can take pediatrics, children to geriatrics, old people. Um, it can take mental health conditions, which we just talked about, and, yes. and, and, and substance use disorders as well. Uh, it can take you from asynchronous, meaning I want to just help look for information myself, or I want to do something on the side like that computerized cognitive behavioral right. therapy, sometimes referred to as CCBT, or I want to do virtual care, telemedicine, or I want to sit on a couch and talk to someone. Any of those, we're, we're trying to pull it all together in one place to make it easy for our members. Behavioral health is, is uniquely different than physical health. I mean, for a cardiologist to tell you what's wrong with your heart, they're, they're gonna wanna listen to your heart. Right. So an in-person visit is almost critical. 
Correct. Uh, after you, he, they know what the diagnosis is, then a telemedicine visit can be helpful uh, to manage blood pressure, the medications, side effects, et cetera. Uh, with behavioral health, you can treat most everyone with telemedicine. So we recognized wow. that during the pandemic, um, a very high percentage of the visits became virtual. Correct. And we wanted to make that available to people because our members liked it. Right. And so we pay the same amount regardless of whether it's virtual or in person. What about diversity in the therapists? It's a great question and it is a, it is a, it, we don't have enough diverse, regardless of whether you're talking male versus female, you know, female, right? Mm -hmm. Black, brown, Asian, we don't have enough therapists or psychiatrists or psychologists. What we've done to augment the network is contract with companies that provide virtual services and have a disproportionately high percentage of their providers are uh, uh, diverse. Diverse. And so essentially what we're doing is we're taking people who don't live here in Philadelphia and making them available to our members to try and augment or grow the percentage of our network that ha that is diverse. Because it's critically important. Yes, it is important. As a provider and um, as an insurance company, you, as I said earlier on, you guys employ a lot of people in the city of, in the state of Pennsylvania, but in the city of Philadelphia. Absolutely. Um, can you give me some suggestions for some resources? Because not everyone can afford to go see a, a, a doctor or practitioner to get them some help. So I know you all have a, um, a foundation. Independence has a foundation. That's correct. But what other entity within your group of companies can people get some services without you know quote unquote it costing so much money right so or income based or something like yeah, that. yeah so if you google m-i-n-d-p-h-l you'll it'll pull it up on online okay uh so that's that's generally available to everybody mm -hmm. the information there there's there's information on Individual services or, or therapy, uh, group sessions, uh, online materials, um, educational sessions, etc. For in now, let's talk about insurance companies. Yes. In the Medicaid space, so Keystone First, Health Partners Plans, etc. It's interesting because each of the counties in Pennsylvania the dollars for behavioral health have been carved out and given to the counties. Mm -hmm. So I will provide you with a list of, for the five counties in southeastern Pennsylvania, what is the name of the entity that you would reach out to for behavioral health care, and as well, what is the phone number to okay. do that. Um, but you can also call the number on the back of your insurance card, mm -hmm. your, your Medicaid card, and they can make the connection for you. You know, at, at, at Keystone First, which is our subsidiary, um, there are people who are trained to uh, interview you, talk to you, and get you to the right place. Uh, whether it's, you know, Philadelphia County, Delaware County, Chester County, doesn't really matter. They'll help you. And when you move into the commercial insurance area, again, I would say the easiest way to get care is to call the phone number on the back of the card listed in in our, in our case as the behavioral health number uh, and that that can get the journey started now the alternative would be to go on the website for the insurance company 
and there's some, there's some general information sitting in front that you can access even if you're not a member about services and, and, and benefits. And, and then more specifically for the plan that you purchased or that your uh, employer purchased for you, you can log in under that plan and, and see additional information, including access to the network and, and some specifics around what you might be looking for, personal preferences and that sort of thing. So we know that, you know, um, people can take a leave for maternity. They can take leave for a number of other issues. What about when you're having a mental health crisis? Is that something that is within your system that if I feel like I'm being, I'm, I've been diagnosed with depression. So do you have a leave of absence within your system that? For, for our, for our your, associates, yeah, our employees? Yes, and, and as well as your, I guess someone that is, is that offered? A member. Yes. Well, so the benefits would be designed by the employer of group. Of course. Right, so, um, the, the benefit, how many days you have for any kind of illness would right. be defined in the plan that you get. Uh, but what I encourage employers to do is to support people right. who, who are getting it. Now, I'm going to give you a couple of examples. We know that for people who suffer from substance use disorder, mm -hmm. the difference in cost to an employer the person who typically funds a large part of the cost of, of the insurance for you. Um, the difference in cost between getting treated and not getting treated is right. very significant. In substance use disorder, if you're talking opioid use disorder, for every 10 patients that you treat and keep them treated, you as the employer save a million dollars. Wow. It's a lot of money. Yes, it is. Right? Uh, because if you don't treat it, there are a lot of medical costs that, that occur. Uh, in addition, when you treat behavioral health diagnoses, whether it's depression or anxiety, there's some really other uh, good benefits that you as the patient and your employer gets. I'm gonna give you a couple of facts from some work that we've done. Right. We have been focusing on putting behavioral health providers into physical health provider offices. We want everybody to be screened when they come into the office for behavioral health diagnoses because a lot of times uh, the stigma or yes. otherwise, you're not willing to share that with your provider. Correct. So um, we want, in primary care physician offices, we want a behavioral health provider to screen patients and treat the mild to moderate and the really uh, more severe cases can get referred out to more specialists in that, in that area. Uh, what we've noticed is when you, when you have diabetics who are not in good control and they're, uh, they suffer from depression or anxiety, if you treat the depression and anxiety, within six months, a third of them have normal blood sugars, essentially good control. And they're doing better in their mental health as well. Right. And the cost is less than it was when they were not treated. Right. For hypertensives, for people with high blood pressure, after six months, two thirds of them have normal blood pressure. Wow. And, and I, I think I may have mentioned this in, a, in, a, in our previous 
podcast, but <laughs> it, it's still, it's, it's a fact, it remains true. If you're thinking about hurting yourself or if you're really depressed, are you really gonna focus on taking your medicine no. you, or exercising or eating properly? You're not. Right. Right? Right. You gotta feel good about yourself Correct. in order to, to have pride and, 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 and look out for yourself. So we wanna treat patients holistically. That means identify those with a mental health disorder, treat their physical and their mental health together, encourage exercise, proper nutrition, uh, avoiding things that uh, interfere with uh, good cognition, like alcohol and drugs right. and, and that sort of thing. As a family member, a lot of times the person that's dealing with having this issue aren't aware that they're, that they're having a mental health crisis. It's the family member that is observing. You've changed, you're irritable. What are some of the symptoms that you need to be aware of that then you can get your person some help? And then you too need some help as a caretaker. But I, I just, because when you were here the last time we talked about give us the symptoms and I was like, oh, I think I have half of those symptoms <laughs> that we can recognize what our crises, because I want my people to take away today that there's, it's okay if you're having an issue. The stigma behind it is that one in four is having it. So it's a whole lot of us out here, a whole lot of other folks out here having it. So don't be boggled right. down with that. But tell me from a pers insurance perspective and as a doctor, what advice would you give somebody that's having a problem right now? They're in trouble. What, how do I, what do I need to do today? Well, in terms of recognition, change is the key element, right? So when a person changes appearance, their uh, social skills, their taking care of themselves, their exercise patterns, their nutrition, any one of those things can signal that they're having depression, anxiety, or, or another uh, mental health disorder. Uh, so I think being aware of the people, when you see a change, ask the question, are you okay? Are you, are you feeling okay? Um, a lot of these changes are subtle. They don't come on suddenly. But a, a, an example of where it might happen more suddenly would be a life change, a death, uh, a, a loss of employment. Um, holidays are particularly stressful. It's your birthday. It should be good, right? But it may... may you may have some memories that come back, you know. Um, With a wrinkle that I woke up well, I didn't see yesterday. <laughs> right, but the, uh, you know, holidays can be, they're supposed to be fun, whether they're religious holidays, you know, Easter's coming up, Ramadan, I mean, you know, but they also bring back, or there are expectations or, or memories that get tied to them. So those kinds of things can trigger sudden changes, but. Otherwise, I think it's often uh, more subtle than that. Uh, but the key is, um, you know, health is a continuum. Everybody knows if they cut themselves, they may need stitches. Right. Um, everybody doesn't know that if they're feeling less energetic or their appetite has changed or they're finding themselves being snippy with loved ones that that could be a sign of, of something that's treatable. Okay. 
why not treat it? Right. You know? Right, right. The one thing that you'll probably relate to is if you're suffering mentally, if you, whether it's, you know, fear or anger or uh, a sense of loss or whatever, sharing it with somebody helps to unload, you know, you, you're, you're sharing your load with someone else. And I think we all too often want to be brave and handle it ourselves. And that's really not the way we should do it. We should, we should share. We should share. I'm going to come to a close, but is it fair to say that Independence Blue Cross is concerned about the community that it serves? Absolutely. Absolutely. A, a very significant proportion of the people that live in this community carry one of our cards. Okay. We absolutely care about the community. Okay. Dr. Snyder, thank you so much for coming on and sharing absolutely. this about um, mental health. It's important to us. And I thank you as my audience and I thank my guest. So until next time, goodbye.